0: Be coming around, here we go. Paranoia. Paranoia. So what is it, and and how much of it is a part of your life? Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to remind both of us, remind myself and, and you by association, of something uh, that was on a card I bought from... Mr. Gold many, many years ago, and it said something about the paranoids are after me. And at the time, it didn't have any place to settle in me because it wasn't part of my makeup to be paranoid. Mm. Or if I was paranoid, I didn't notice I was paranoid. I couldn't see it. So it's a possibility I did have paranoia, but I didn't notice it. So I wonder I I see it as a tool and when I when I do hit a place where it could be labeled paranoia that card shows up in my mind and and reorients me toward <laughs> this sort of onslaught of of emotion the paranoids are after me I'm paranoid I'm paranoid but the paranoids are after me so I'll I'll go first since it's my question I'll se- I set the stage and I'll give a first first volley so when I, when that phrase pops up as a kind of tool, it is a tool that I use to navigate those, um, spaces. It, it places a distance between what I'm feeling. Like there's a little wedge, the, the, the phrase offers me a little wedge between what's, what, uh, how I'm responding or reacting to a situation in my life. And that wedge gives me just enough space to not buy it completely. I'm not saying it, it dissipates and like somehow I'm, uh, you know, completely calm or calm at all. It doesn't mean I'm calm. It just gives me a, a, a space, a, a wedge that, that separates what I'm feeling and gives me an opportunity to, to, to look at it and even study it like. Are they after? Are they after me? Are like, are they chasing me? Am I being chased right now? Am I being chased by these thoughts, and I'm running? Is that what paranoia is for me—to be chased by a, a, a possible future, and I'm running? So I'll leave it there. What, what's your experience? What do you What do you have to say about this?
1: Well, I, I I'm I'm at the school: paranoia could save your life. I thought you might be, be, be because there, there's so, so so many people are oh you just paranoid and as soon as they they put that label on you you're just paranoid oh it's like um, it's just my uh, it's almost like my negative parts are coming out and 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 just inflicting dark. Dark negative thoughts, but if 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 you're of that uh, viewpoint where oh somebody's just being paranoid, then then you, you, somebody being paranoid might be exactly the right thing to be. <laughs> That's what I say. Paranoia might might save your life. Now it, it's. Um, I was having a chat with somebody actually just yesterday, and and the um, the yogis, the Hindu yogis, they say that there's there's a hundred and eighty six thousand thoughts a second going through. And I'm like, well, you know, who came up with that number? Where did that come from? And then and then, you, then you you sit down and, and examine it, and then okay, so where you're sitting there's there's a large number of things that could happen there's a large number of choices you could make there's a i mean you could you could take the microphone and throw it through the window i mean you're obviously not going to i don't think
0: but no if, no wasn't even in what one of the, if there was one of the 186,000 thoughts i could have <laughs> latched onto it went by very quickly and i missed it yeah. So, so
1: out, out of that whole whole thing, right? Then, then you have. We 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 only have an access to. Well, I shouldn't. We have an access to the whole thing, but then there's a subset of all those things around which we, um, uh, which which are possible or which are. Probable, I mean, I might go get up, go to the toilet, I might drink some water, and so, but then there's uh, tendencies, you see, so, I don't know what all that has to do with paranoia, but there's... um, No, no,
0: you're going to wrap it around, I I feel you're wrapping it back around here. Yeah, so so there's, um, but... In in
1: essence, because there's only one action we're going to take, because that's all we can do. We can only do one thing, even though there's a 186,000 things, and then there's a small subset of that which we, which is which is typical or possible. And then there's only one action which we're going to take is drink the water. <laughs> So yeah, right at the moment I don't know how I'm going to wrap it around to to paranoia.
0: Well, well, I'll help you. I'll help yeah. you. So, yeah. so, um, keeping with the the fun number of one hundred eighty six thousand, before we before we in the in the off air discussion, we were talking just before we began about you getting a, a vaccine for shingles. Ah, uh, yes. Which. Yes. wouldn't you know okay so yeah. that to me is i'm gonna bring you back by with this yep, last yep. phrase one hundred eighty-six thousand possibilities thoughts yeah. yeah yeah branches yeah on the road of life yeah and you took the shingle vaccine see so
1: so as I was saying, my, my uncle in England, who's eighty-four years old, he had just had shingles and it's very, very painful. And then a, a friend of mine from university, she had she has shingles at the moment. She'd been in bed for two weeks and just saying how bad it was. And it's like so I I thought, hey, maybe the universe is trying to tell me something. And of course, all th- there's this whole vaccination thing with COVID going on, and so I, I got the shingles vaccine.
0: Maybe I'm maybe I'm paranoid. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's a paranoid thing or a um or I I don't know. This is where the so what so la- before we label that, and I'm not ready at all to label yeah. that as paranoia, yeah. right? So, what? What? How would you describe paranoia? If both so that we have a, a a clear route through through our little our little game we play, and that the listeners know, because they might have their own idea of paranoia and say these guys don't know what they're talking about. <laughs>
1: it, it, well, it, in in one way, paranoia is a
0: a probability
1: that something may happen.
0: I've been. Um, changing all my passwords. Sorry, guys. And so, what prompted me to want to clean up my my password mess on my uh, on my you know on all my logins? So, is it a paranoia that I have this inkling, this intuition, this like little thought that speaks to me, saying, you know, cyber piracy is like a real thing, and maybe I've been a little like scattershot with my passwords and maybe I need to batten, you know, to take some protection even even if it's futile and I'm there's nothing there's nothing to steal from me but um still something pushed me toward what could be described as paranoia meaning like oh my gosh somebody's going to hack my my uh you know my ESPN password and then you you know somehow get into my LinkedIn account, and yep. then they're going to, you know, mirror me on the internet somehow and I'm buying property in Aruba or something. Um, so that not that it was that extreme, but that those narratives are out there and they do, they do touch me, right? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is my, is my password good? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe somebody's going to attack me. Is that paranoia jazz want, or is that just common sense? Well, they they
1: do recommend changing your
0: passwords every every once in a while. Those are
1: that's for paranoid people. <laughs> the the um the only ones I would worry about is anything connected to my banking or to any any credit cards or, um, I mean for my ESPN podcasts, I I wouldn't I wouldn't. You wouldn't worry wouldn't, about it. Yeah, and I and and yeah, I. I still have like a, I have some really simple ones. Like for some websites, you go in them again, and, and then I just use a really simple and, and let it go. And then others, you're like, oh. And then because I'm in the, in the banking finance industry, that uh, some of the systems make you change your password, and it's usually at the worst time. And Luckily they somehow allow my laptop to remember it cuz I wouldn't remember it. If you're changing passwords and you know all I do is add another number to my password. <laughs> Good save. Just just
0: add another number to the oh, password no. and, and so, keep it so keep then it. Keep
1: what it would open. some
0: what would somebody do? Mm-hmm. if they were so let's just say neither your choice to get a va- vaccine for shingles nor mine to to clean up my password mess
1: mm-hmm.
0: let's not say that to me those aren't paranoid choices those yeah. are cautious choices yes cautious mm-hmm. so paranoia is an next is further down mm-hmm. further away down that path of caution right or no
1: well, well there's there's always a uh... There's a perception of paranoia being a, a wrong belief, mm-hmm. right? Oh, he's just paranoid. So right from the get-go, he's just paranoid. Is they're they're putting it putting it down as like a um, an erroneous uh, belief? Mm-hmm. It's dismissed with that word. It's yes. dismissed. Just just like that. Um, so, I mean, that sort of paranoia might be something to the effect of like I see a mailman coming and he's putting putting the letter. But maybe he's not really a mailman. Maybe he's a thief He's casing out my house to see if anybody's in. Maybe he will steal your
0: him. Amazon packages.
1: <laughs> Break in, steal my laptop laptops uh, cell phones i mean they contain so much information nowadays and and so something like that might be uh might be um, getting into the fringe sort of insanity sort of para- paranoia which is how it's it's termed but you know if you if you um, well, I guess if you never think like that, then then it's it's easier to be
0: taken in by people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been wondering, associated with this word. Now that I'm sixty, somehow that's been a, a mark for me. Doesn't matter, but it's been a mark that I'm paying attention to for some reason. I don't like paying attention to it, but I do. So part of the change that that number has contributed to my life is that I'm now looking at a thing like paranoia as not just like an Earthian issue. Mm -hmm. That... Whatever it looks like in in this form, on this you know, in this incarnation, in this life, is like a trial or a dry run or a preseason game for mm-hmm. death, right? Mm. So I was curious about how uh, a thought, one of the one hundred and sixty thousand thoughts that pass around, eighty six. <laughs> yeah, 86. Sorry, I'm short. Um 86. That if I latch on to one, right, and give it life, yeah, breathe life into it because I it it's stuck to me or I grab that one yeah. and I start breathing life into it, and it it grows and becomes like a thing and then that thing which was really just a random thought yeah. becomes a reality or a part of a reality or, an, an, uh, or a content, a contender in other thoughts with other thoughts that want to be number one in my brain, my action, and, you know, control me, um, that it becomes, and this is what you brought up earlier, it becomes, you know, Dis, not dis, So it's, I'm not dismissing and I'm bringing it to life and making it a thing. And then I'm wondering, all right, so how does this apply to the afterlife? And I'm thinking, ah, so when you're, when you're without your body, when I'm without my body, maybe, maybe I won't even know I'm without, not without my body. It may not really, maybe I'm not that advanced. I may just be thinking, I may just be, you know, continuing to live and, but I'm not living yeah. and so these thoughts that have been guiding me either seen or unseen um now are are um uh uh, an imaginary force made real by me that i have to contend with and and like get through and say like oh wait a minute there's not a a, an evil clown chasing me and i i can't find the keys to the car and Do you know what I'm saying? My do I make it did I make it did I make yeah. it clear?
1: Yeah. M- maybe maybe you just jinxed it. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I jinxed it. <laughs> you, 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 you. Yeah, it's and the discernment the the discernment is is always the 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 thing like, is it real? Is it not real? And um, I think I mean to my mind I have to have um, I have I, I'm not sure I have to have but I, I try and keep myself in the space where it might be real it might not be real mm-hmm. and then you, you take okay let's say it is real what do I need to do about it? But you can't necessarily do do it for everything, right? So, you know, for example, as my mailman's coming, I, you know, I can't suddenly, holy shit, he's casing out my place. I better, I better watch out, and he, he could be. But then, once you go down that road, then it then you could you can get lost in like everything. then then
0: everybody could be that person, yeah, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. So there there's um
0: there's that little discernment. I, I'm just trying
1: to think of a really paranoid <laughs> episode and it's <laughs> well, mushrooms when when my first ever mushroom trip. 16 mushrooms, geez, all the way back to 1982 or 83. And I'd I'd taken 16 mushrooms and my friends hadn't taken any because they were just going to look after me. So anyway, I was, I washed all 16 of them individually, ate them and chewed them and I could still taste dirt in them. And, um, Anyway, we, we went, to, went to a bar it was at College. We went to, like, one of the regular town bars. And, and uh, you know, you don't get many Sikhs around there. And so I was there, and everybody was looking at me. right? <laughs> and I was saying to my friends, I said, Look, everybody's staring at me. I was like, No, they're not. You're just being paranoid. Just shut up and have your drink about everybody's looking at me. Anyway, we, we carried on for a little while then, and uh, had our drinks, and then we left and carried on. And after I came down from the crib and I said, yeah, but tell me one thing. Weren't people staring at me? And, and Steve said, yeah, they were. People looking. <laughs> we probably hadn't seen many Sikhs, but we didn't want to tell you that because we didn't want to make you more paranoid. So...
0: Is um is there a fear element? Is that what? Is that the extra ingredient? Is is a kind of fear?
1: Oh, isn't it? Isn't it fear?
0: It's like an where, expression of fear. Very good.
1: Where you have an identity, something to protect.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. I have a story similar to yours. I, maybe, maybe you just edited it out, but um i had gone back to my university after i graduated so i would have been 23 Mm. to visit buddies it's what you do you know uh fraternity go back and visit the fraternity and you know and connect with with what you thought were friends um what i thought were friends and there was a there was some stuff going on um so a very long story. Let me see if I can cut part of this. There, there were people that were part of my circle of friends. I wouldn't call them f- close friends, but they were friends of friends and very much around my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and keep this from you, no one being able to pinpoint this story. And yeah, yeah. they were rich kids who thought it would be fun to also sell the college students drugs. Ah. And I happened to need to work at that time while I was going to school and the the family had a liquor store and one of the young wealthy kids Mm -hmm. was managing it. And I got hired because I was part of the circle of friends. So I was, I would, I would work at the liquor store selling beer and Mm -hmm. such. Um, well, anyway, unbeknownst to me while I was with this group of people loosely associated with them there was somebody who apparently didn't pay them the money they owed them and one of the guys I worked with and actually kind of liked him you know wasn't really a friend but a co-worker that I enjoyed company at the liquor store with well he apparently took a baseball bat they took him to a cornfield and they were just going to kind of rough him up a little bit because he wasn't paying and they they accidentally killed him Um, (laughs) So, um, this had happened while I was their friend, right, or they're in their circle, this, this happened, and I, you know, I didn't know anything about it. I was naive. So when I came back to visit that the whole thing was just starting to unravel. Right, because it wasn't a big, it was a small city. So like, there's a murder. They don't have like 47 other murders this month to investigate yeah. there's like the one <laughs> from whatever year remember that one yes i've been working on it for years well things started to fall apart and um there's more juicy details but i'm going to leave them aside because the paranoia came here so i come back to visit this thing's starting to unravel people are being questioned and room and and then I'm told like oh yeah that guy that you thought was cool well yeah he killed somebody with a baseball bat in a cornfield, um and there's more sordid stuff but so I'm like so yeah part of the ritual was one of my friends was very much into what what is called ether. Okay. So ether, old dentistry tool, yes, yeah. you know he bought he would buy it by the gallon right and and huff it and so i was invited i said all right sure i've done this a few times not that special whatever so i huffed some ether and ether and smoked some pot mm-hmm. and i got in a car with some of these friends of mine that mm-hmm. we were going somewhere else now right and and the thought landed on me very clearly and hard they're taking you to the police station, you know things. And I was like, no, 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 this is, this are my friends, this can't be true. And it's just gain momentum and gain momentum and gain momentum. And I'm like, they're taking me to the police. They're taking me to the police. They're taking me somewhere, right? This is, this is, I've just been set up because the, you know, Somewhere I'm going to be taken and I'm not going to like it. There was probably, I don't know what the other theory was at that time running around inside my head, but police was one of them. Uh, oh, that seemed absurd because them, then they might be implicating themselves. So- I don't know. It was just like, it was unraveling and, and I was thinking too, which is, was a true thought is I was on videotape because they were staking out the, the guy who was in charge and his friend who did the they both you know the one guy beat him but they were yeah. both there so they yeah. were surveilling him and i'm like i went in and out of his house like a dozen times <laughs> i'm on camera i'm on camera coming in and out of this criminal this suspected criminal's house yeah and the thought grows and grows and grows and so i had to make a decision on on which reality was i going to follow the one which uh... was like, ah, they're your friends, Fred, you shouldn't do ether and marijuana. They're messing with your brain. And the other one was like, no, I see the truth. I see the truth. And so I weighed these two realities, this the, the, seemed to be boiled down to two choices, you know, one or th- this or that. And I said, well, what's the consequences if I stay in the car? Well, then the possibility is, is that they're taking me somewhere, right? So, what happens if I say, please let me out of the car? Mm -hmm. Well, they'll think I'm paranoid. They'll think I'm weird. They think I mm, am too high. Mm -hmm. And they'll laugh at me and put me out of the car. But it eliminates this other. And if they don't let Uh, me out of the uh, car, then I know. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I was weighing all this out, sort of sitting on the edge of my seat. In the, I still see myself in the back seat of the car, leaning between the the, the two guys in the yeah. front. You know, yeah. and I basically said, I'm, you know, I'm too high. Please let me out of the car. I need to. Get, I, I'm. I'll walk. I'll see you there. What? You know, make fun of me, of course. And mm-hmm. you know what? What friends do. Um, mm-hmm. And I got out of the car. And of course, n- no. They weren't take they were fine. I wasn't going to be taken to some oh, dungeon yeah. or taken to the police, but people went to jail. Like they, the whole thing blew up. Yeah. So, wow. and I never went back, to be honest, never went back after that. And I said, you know what? what I, you hung out with the wrong people when you were in university. <laughs> what, a, what a great story.
1: I if, never told you, you, you that
0: before? No,
1: I don't think so. Well, well you might, I don't think so but I, I i suddenly recalled and and this is where we get into the paranoid king or the uh, kafka i i can't remember too much because i don't think i ever read maybe a comic i read but where, where, so my uh i'm colored because i i have had my uh, when i was very young when i first went to school so um, and it was school dinner time, which is at, in England it's at noon. Dinner time is at noon, not in the evening. So everybody's sitting round on a round table, and Joanne's sitting across from me, she's got red cheeks. I've sort of told parts of this story before, and she she keeps throwing the food under the table, keeps throwing the food under the table, keeps throwing the food under the table. And uh, you know, at the end of it, we're, we're, we're going and somebody sees the food and they don't know who it is. And so this goes on for a few days. And then and then uh, the headmistress principal, she's had enough. So she's come, okay, who's been throwing food? And Joanne, because she, she seemed that I've noticed her doing it, she's been throwing the food. And she points to me and says it was him and you know I, I didn't have much command of the english language at, at that point or whatever i don't know it's very young like it must have been five or six and i said no it wasn't me it was her but i'm 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 the one who got blamed so i i'm well and that's probably got my paranoid things that even though you're right (laughs) even though you're right and truth and justice and everything you might still be
0: living (laughs) yes it's it's possible right on right on so there you go i guess the thank you because i've been kicking around the idea of paranoia and 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 more more importantly two two thoughts one is that i'm seeing more and more that I give energy, my attention, my um, yeah. life, something to, yeah. a, to a thought. Yes, right, and it it becomes a thing, right? And I've been been looking at that, saying, "Well, you know, I, I think I'm pretty good at like creating my own reality, right? And it may or may not be too close to mm-hmm. the one." That maybe we, that really isn't there. We all just make up our own realities and say hello to each other across from, you know, across the universe. But Mm -hmm. um, the other one is this thing that I've mentioned already that I'm I'm interested in is like, if I can do that here, um, I can do that when I'm dead. And I think it's going to be far more... um, I think I would like to get this a little bit under the control before before I kick it. I'll give you one last thing, what I mean about story. So because my Spanish is so horrible, it's improving, yeah. but it's still pretty horrible. I can listen to a conversation and go, oh, yeah, that, that, that. I follow the conversation, more yeah. or less. Mm-hmm. And then when we finish, and I've, I'm like, okay, and then I'll see somebody do something. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's because... You know, I heard them say in a conversation, I overheard this and now I see him doing that and then, ah, yeah, that car is missing. Okay. And then I triangulate all of these little pieces of data Mm -hmm. and I tell Elena like, oh, yeah, this person's uh, leaving tomorrow and uh, this and that and this and that. Yeah. It's not nowhere near the truth. (laughs) I've just taken like this one. And this one, and like another, you know, little shards of data. And then I paste them together into what seems to be a pretty coherent narrative. And that becomes my reality. I'm like, oh, yeah, that person's going home tomorrow because of this and this and this and this. And it's like, how? how did you come up with that? It's almost become a joke. Because I'm so used to, what's interesting is I was so used to in the States with the language not being an issue... I was pretty good at looking at a few details and putting things together. I used to think of myself as a mentat from the Dune series, right? Like just this sort of this this human yeah. computer who could synthesize data pretty fast. What I've noticed is one small data piece, which is language, is now very wonky and unreliable for me. And that can just throw the whole narrative, which I'm so used to being like, "Oh yeah, that that and that equals this." that's what's happening over there, cool. And be like, that more or less right. Here, no way. I just, and then they become my truth until Elena busts me and say, Fred, that's you, you, how do you do these things?
1: Well, well you know, what you describe, I think that's how people live their lives. I mean, I I know I do that, even though I I understand the language, but as I'm getting older, my hearing's going. Um, last time I checked, they were saying yeah, about twenty percent less hearing than, you know, it's dropped by that much, and and um, and my dad's hearing is even worse, so he can, you know, he can he can come to all sorts of conclusions. Mm-hmm. And getting on for 89, I mean, sometimes you get up first thing in the morning and you'll be like, it'll be like, yesterday was like, yeah, that's it. That's it. The, the world's finished. The world's finished. I don't know whether he's been dreaming something or something, or whether it's his own state of being is, is like, you know, well, it's not going much longer. And uh, and um, you know and, and it's interesting to try and work out which world he he, he lives in because he's like uh, is your mother gone right so i have to remind him yeah it's been eight eight months now and, and then he'll be like when did uh, when did my older brother die when did my father die and like well i was like 28 30 years ago he's <laughs> like really so I, I'm just wondering what's, what's, what's all, you know, where's the timeline, and it brings, brings memories of uh, Slaughterhouse-Five, which is one of my favorite all-time movies of the uh, guy shape shifting through his timeline.